Hey, Wofford fans, Phil Marcello here, welcoming you into Conquer and Prevail, Tracking the Terriers, Episode 2. Each week on Conquer and Prevail, we will check in with various Wofford Athletic staff members to see what they are doing, keeping their programs up to date. On this week's episode, we have coaches Dwight Perry and Kim Eldridge. Fans, we now welcome on assistant men's basketball coach Dwight Perry. Dwight, thanks for joining us today. Glad to be here. Hope everyone's uh, being safe, taking care of their families, having uh, as best you can a decent time. Yeah, and I guess we'll kind of start off there. What What have you guys been doing? Uh, we'll start with your family, uh, Brittany and Trey, your son. Um, you know, you know, what have you yep. all been doing uh, during these times? Yeah, not not a whole lot to be honest. Just taking it <laughs> easy. Um, obviously, you know, he's a little over one years old, about fourteen months, so he's a little. Uh, oblivious to it all. He's just having a ball running around, uh, keeping my wife and I pretty occupied. <laughs> I bet. We'll get into your background a little bit, but you played basketball at Kentucky, so I'm sure that was that was an awesome experience, but did you always know that you wanted to be a coach? Was it something you figured out after you graduated? How did that process go? Yeah, I, I probably figured it out. Uh, I actually remember when uh, my senior year of and my college or my high school coach at the time you know, he was helping me try to figure out what we wanted, what I wanted to do. And, you know, never crossed my mind at one time. And finally, he was just like, well, have you thought about coaching? And it was one of those cliche moments where you're like, huh, like never thought about it, but it fits everything that I want, you know. Um, and so going to Kentucky, I knew when I was there from the moment I got to campus that I wanted to get into college coaching. And so, I mean, what, what better place to learn the ins and outs of college basketball than arguably one of the best, you know, programs college basketball has. Yeah. Now, uh, and you're coming to Wofford. We'll kind of get get to that as well. You worked down the road at that that place we won't name with Dave <laughs> McCauley, but what was your reaction uh, when you heard a friend and colleague of your yours and Jay got the head job at Wofford? Yeah, I mean, first thing is, man, I mean, you're just excited for, for Jay, for Coach McCauley to have that opportunity to be a head coach, to – to be able to run any program, right? Let alone a great program with a rich tradition like Walford. Um, and then when I was fortunate enough to get the call, you know, you're already excited for him. And you combine that with, again, being able to work for a great guy and a great friend. Um, I mean, it's, it's a bunch of, it's a bunch of phenomenal emotions that, you know, when he, when I was, he asked me to come, I mean, I'm super excited to, to say, heck yeah. Yeah, I bet that was that was a really cool moment. And, you know, we've only done one episode of this, but a lot of the coaches uh, have seemed to be a little bit newer. Uh, we had Alec Purdy on. He's he's a new coach. And I asked him the question, you know, when you, you're coming back in the second year, just having that staff more in place, you know, how it's, it's different times right now, obviously, but how advantageous is it to, to kind of know how everybody works? Uh, it's big. I mean, you know, with our with how things fall typically right you get your you're coming into a job we were fortunate myself um coach murphy will murphy was already here um coach hemrick paul hemrick he wasn't too far up the road coming from gardner webb as well so we were as as transitions go we were probably in one of the better positions because neither one of us had to really commute that far initially or, you know, kind of go into a completely uh, new environment. But even with that, you know, you hit the ground, you have April recruiting, you're having to meet your guys and their summer school, you know, mm -hmm. for a couple of sessions. 
and trying to develop a rapport with them or also doing workouts. Um, it's a lot, but I mean, that, that's the fun part of the job. But to your point, I mean, this, this time around, obviously we're in an unfortunate situation with the pandemic, but you're able to gather your bearings. You're able to kind of know what to expect. You're able to have a good lay of the land incoming freshmen that are coming in, you know, you were a part of the official visit process. So it like, like you mentioned, everything's just a lot more smoother and it's a lot, uh, it's a lot slower. Yeah. Yeah. I would imagine now, uh, what can you expect? Obviously, you know, um, people move on every year, but you got a lot of good people coming back and including the guards, you know, Storm Murphy, Trey Hollowell, Ryan Larson, you know, uh, talk about those guys who continue to take a step up uh, in their leadership roles. Yeah. I mean, you had the nail on the head. It's we're in a pretty, you know, for us, we're in a pretty great situation, you know, uh, in my opinion, because we have the combination of a really good mixture of veteran presence um, with, you know, a guy like Trey Hollowell and Storm Murphy, who are seniors, and you still have younger guys coming up. And then you still have a good wave of, you know, guys that are juniors and sophomores and Orion Larson, Messiah Jones and Isaiah Bigelow, two redshirt freshmen. All those guys, with the exception of our incoming freshmen, have played major minutes before. You know, Storm Murphy and Trey Hollowell are obviously seniors, and those guys have been here going on four years now. But you even look at a guy like Orion Larson uh, and Isaiah Bigelow and Messiah Jones, those guys, while, you know, there may not be household names outside of Walford or even the SOCON, those guys have played major minutes and helped us win a lot of games. Like you've already hit on, you're, you're never replacing just one guy. You know, just like last year, the year before, you know, you're not replacing a Fletcher McGee, a Cam Jackson, a Matt Pegram. You know, this year we're not replacing a Nathan Hoover, a Trevor Stump, a Donovan Theme Love, you know, by just one guy. All of it's by committee. And so, you know, you want a guy like Storm to take a big step forward in his leadership, which you can. A guy like Trey Hollowell, who, like I've mentioned, has been a part of a lot of big-time wins, has won a SOCON championship already. You know, you want him to take a leadership role and so on and so forth because every single guy on our roster has been a part of some big-time moments of Wofford basketball already. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, so this is a little bit of a different question. And I guess to fill some of the fans in, you know, each game one of y'all has a scout. And generally, right before, you know, we go off to the arena, maybe it's the day before, uh, you know, the coach usually maybe gives a little pump-up talk. You have a special way of, at least the times that I've been there, of connecting with the players and delivering the speeches that myself and Tom Henson are trying to get out on the floor when, when you finish your speech. You know, you just get them so pumped up. Is that like a skill – that came naturally to you? Did you have to work on kind of how you work with the players? I mean, it, from the outside looking in, it, it seems very natural, but I was just curious how that developed. Yeah. I mean, first off, it's, it's, I think myself, Coach Hemrick and Coach Murphy, it, it's phenomenal, right? Because we're all, right. anyone that knows us, we're all three completely different people. And so it's <laughs> cool because you see in some ways um, the, the scout, uh, message that you're speaking of, you know, each guy's personality kind of comes out a little bit in their own way when you deliver that, right? Myself, Coach Emmerich, Coach Murphy. So all that's pretty cool because I think in some ways all of us learn from each other, you know, as the season goes on, you see uh, how a message is delivered, you see the approach a guy takes. And then, you know, the big thing is, I mean, with Coach McCall, anyone who knows him, 
Um, there's very few coaches that are intense as he is. And so really, I mean, we have the easy part. We're just giving up an appetizer for him to kind of come in at the very end and just kill it and we can roll out there. But yeah, I mean, to be honest, I just try as best I can. You know, when, when you when you were a player in those moments, a lot of times, you know, you're in that locker room and regardless of who you're playing or, you know, whether it's non-conference, conference, conference tournament, the biggest thing you're ready to do is just play. You're obviously <laughs> ready to you're ready to you're listening and you want to take in, you know, how we're going to, you know, execute the game plan. Ninety nine percent of it. We've we've gone over, you know, at nausea at that point. So as a player, you're ready to play. And so for me, you know, again, the last thing I want to do is complicate things and take away that adrenaline and that excitement from wanting to play. And I just try to piggyback off it. And, you know, different games and different opponents will probably call for different, you know, nuances. But the, the overall, the message for me is always the same. You know, we have a list of things we want to do. They have a list of things they want they want to do. And if we follow our game plan, you know, 99% of the time, I really feel like we're going to come out on top. And so just trying to get our guys to just just reinforcing that and get those guys ready to roll when the ball's tipped up. Dwight, just want to say thanks for joining us. You know, we, uh, Wofford's, you know, lucky to have you on the staff, and, and hopefully this will give some fans a, a little bit uh, better chance to get to know you. But thanks again, Dwight. Definitely. Appreciate you having me. And, uh, again, hope everybody out there is safe. Uh, want to you know, not not to get too sentimental, but definitely want to appreciate and say thank you to everyone who's who's helping uh, through this unfortunate situation. Um, it's tough times, but I really appreciate everyone who's who's helping out and making this a safer place. Welcome fans, we now welcome in women's lacrosse coach Kim Eldridge. Kim, thanks for taking the time to chat with us today. Oh, thanks so much. It's my pleasure. Now, we'll kind of get a little bit of background on you. Uh, most recently, though, you were at Westminster College, and you have had experience both playing and coaching at the Division I level, but what brought you to Wofford? Um, actually, it was just a unique opportunity that I um, – I really was thinking about going back and trying to go back to division one level after being at Duquesne and Robert Morris and with Westminster starting a new program and being there for three years and having the success that we did and watching the program grow um, and creating uh, pride and tradition there. It just seemed like a seamless transition to, um, to take on, you know, Wofford was a great opportunity, a really special place. And I just saw it as, kind of the next step. Now, I touched on it briefly in, in the first question, but you have uh, three children, three sons, and one of them plays uh, at University of Richmond football. But given your background as, you know, a former NCAA Division One athlete, a coach at that level, and then having, being a parent of someone that is kind of in the midst of this, how has that helped you, maybe given you a little different perspective that someone else with not all that background might have? Uh, I'm not really quite sure about that one. Uh, it's entertaining to say the least. My son Ray had a stage and makeup class every Tuesday, Thursday. That was fun to to watch as a parent. Um, but when everything happened and we were home and he started on with his Zoom classes, is uh, I'll tell you, I was so impressed by the professors. 
Um, so I didn't have a Wofford student here under my roof, but I did have uh, University of Richmond professors were on his Zoom call and engaging. Um, and so school, the transition to online seemed to go really well for him. So I, and he was starting classes before the girls started because we were still in spring break. So it gave me an idea of what to expect their experience to be, um, knowing the professors at Wofford and knowing, you know, how important the education is. Um, so it was fun to be a, a bystander in that and then know that the, the trust was there for the professors to keep the education going and, and keeping the girls engaged. Um, but then also he had Zoom calls before, you know, they were kind of in quarantine before we were. And so it was, it, it did give that perspective to listen to him be on the Zoom calls with his teammates, his coaches. And, um, but the, it was, you know, being a parent and a coach um, definitely made it more fun, you know, to be able to do both things. That's interesting. Now, again, this is your first year and obviously your, your season was impacted, but uh, what can you just build on, you know, next year, you know, hey, I'm familiar with Wofford, you know, what little things can you build on to go into to the next season, which is hopefully a normal one? That's a great question because this year in terms of transition coming down, moving to South Carolina, getting to know my, my team, getting to know the, you know, the character of, of the school and what um, just really trying to figure out what the first season would look like and going into it, we had anywhere from four to six freshmen starting as we were going into our sixth game. That was American when we lost in uh, overtime to, to them. So we really have grown as a, as a program and as a team and as a family, we were so fortunate and um, we did not have any seniors this year, which I think is so unique and probably, I don't know if there's any other schools out there that can say that their roster it's to go to next year. It really is the same. It is the same core group. So that's really exciting for me to be able to build on the young program we had on attack. We had four freshmen and three, three sophomores starting in our final game. So, and when I actually went back and looked at stats, our sophomores maybe had five and three goals, um, Elizabeth Ralph and Allie Frenari. And then our, our other core five players, every, every attacker scored at least two goals in that game. So we really started contributing as a, as a team together. Yeah, and it really seemed, obviously I had a closer look at the home, home games, but it really seemed like y'all were starting to click and the offense was going and, and some really, really competitive games down the stretch. Um, it, it's it's going to be great to see, see the program build. Now we got to touch on it. Yesterday was Mother's Day. So did you get, get to enjoy some time with, with your sons? Um, I did. It was awesome. I grill a lot of burgers in this house. Um, <laughs> really tall, big guys. So um, we we had a really fun day together, and they, you know, it was it was great. We'll kind of end on this one, and you, I've seen a little bit of what you have done. But what have you done to keep the interaction with your team during this? Obviously, they're they're going into finals. They're still doing schoolwork, but um, you know, what have have you? Um, and the coaching staff done to, to keep the girls engaged and maybe doing different activities? Uh, one, I'm really fortunate to have Abby Shields as an assistant. I'm not so involved so much with the Instagram and, and the <laughs> social media posting, but I will say the girls have, we started off doing weekly Zoom calls and, you know, we went from being very competitive and competing every day and looking at wanting to win. And then all of a sudden they went home 
and realizing our first game is in an, now until you know another year from now or in February. Um, so we we try to be creative in giving them a baseline of what to do in terms of working out and created a competition between three teams. And they really ran with it. They did their own videos. They, um, you know, they they then we reported back with points and announced winners at the end of the week. And then they also did a social media play of the day, which was something in their home with their families that they did that was fun and um, kind of broke the boredom a little bit. So it was fun to see their stories on Instagram. So if you get anyone gets a chance to watch our Instagram, you have to dig into the stories a little bit more than I knew how to, but um, they they were fun. Well, Kim, we really appreciate you taking a few minutes uh, to chat with us today. It'll be good for some of the outsiders to get more familiar with yourself and the, and the lacrosse program. So just thanks again for taking the time. No, thanks, Phil. I appreciate it. Hope you have a great week.